Once again to the Road to Freedom podcast, I'm Patrick. And I'm Matt. And we're at number 18 Woo. of 100. And once 100 is reached, uh, then then we're all done, yep. I think. Um, <laughs> so we're on day, what, what what day are we on from uh, Freedom from Government? Number five? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's, it's tough out there. If you're listening to this, uh, we have a safe haven. Um, it's everywhere and uh, nothing is happening to you. Yeah, my uh, my code name on the CB radio is is Freedom Man. Yeah, Breaker Breaker, come on. Uh, so yeah, uh, we're experiencing a government shutdown, which means uh, our uh, paychecks are fuller. Um, unfortunately, we can't uh, visit the monuments or the national parks because um, the, those are barricaded up. Although they had enough money to pay people to barricade stuff. Luckily, they are large enough we can see them from a distance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, clearly, nothing nothing is happening. This is all grandstanding. Um, this is uh, the federal government at work. Um, it would be great to have even more shutdowns just to show people how little we need. At at the very least, the giant flow down from the federal government way of intruding into our lives. Uh, it, it seems that every everything is fine. Yeah, and it could be just a coincidence, but. Government shutdown happened. Gas prices dropped dramatically. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Uh, so maybe, maybe if you guys want cheaper gas, we need to get rid of the government. Yeah. But of course, then stock prices come down. But of course, that's just because the Federal Reserve has manipulated interest rates, and now people are uh, realizing that uh, cheap money is uh, a little bit more expensive. So, um, could you imagine if we got that. the Fed to stop messing with interest rates all the time? Oh, it, there. It'd be a crash and then an immediate bounce back into what real prices are. You would go, oh, I have to pay $8 a gallon for milk. Oh, but I'm making three times as much as what I am. Yeah. And we're able to trade in different commodities and bring Oof. back the gold standard. Oh, gold. I mean, I just think gold. about it. Like, money money right now. Like, th- think about what what money is worth. Like, I know we haven't in this in this podcast gotten too much into the economics of it, which is a, is a huge proponent of what the what libertarians talk about but just think about like what what is money worth like why is money worth something it's only worth something because we allow it to be yeah and i mean like well really it's because the fed yeah it's 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 only because people have agreed that it's backed by i don't know the 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 strength of government so there's there's a theory and i forget what it's called but um there's a theory that money is uh, worth something because you have to pay taxes into it. So the, under the threat of force, money money is worth, uh, the dollar is worth something because uh, you have to pay taxes in that amount. And yeah. so that's where it derives its, its worth from. But if, if you go back to um, before Nixon, who got us off the gold standard, and then even before then, when, uh, you know, we, we had uh, the ability to own, you know, gold reserves, and you didn't have to turn it into the government. Um, th- that's that's l- looking back from like the 1910s is where m- the dollar has derived value from because that's that's what I mean th- that's what uh, 
money took its its value and like the 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 i should say dollar the money is different so yeah. the the dollar gets its value as money because back in the day you had deposits of gold that you could um go into a bank or some depository and say uh here's a slip of paper that guarantees me x amount of gold they hold it for you in trust um there's no fractional reserve so there's no manipulating currency to say for every time you you know put in ten dollars worth of your money uh they can borrow was it like 110 percent worth of its value and create you know when you and i create money out of nothing you know it's it's a federal crime but banks can do it based on the government alone we have ten thousand in our bank but we'll loan you yeah here's a hundred grand just okay well how are you gonna pay pay (laughs) me back yeah what, which uh, 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 this is a tangent within a tangent, but in a wonderful life, George Bailey is a terrible person. Like he he doesn't have enough money to cover a run on the banks. Where Mister Potter, he has the money in order to acquire it, and he can back up George Bailey's bank as well. So, yep. um, really, um, not saying that George Bailey should kill himself, but <laughs> he should at least uh, get out of banking. Oh yeah, but uh, but looking back, so you have. Uh, these slips of paper that you exchange for gold. Gold had value, uh, has value. It's it's always had value, really, ever yep. since we got out of the barter economy. And you said, um, "Hey, I'm I have a uh, hundred eggs, and I want to exchange them for uh, a, a cow." Uh, but then the person who uh, has the cow doesn't want a hundred eggs; they want, you know, uh, uh, twenty sweaters. Well. Then you have to go find someone who wants eggs for sweaters or, you know, find this convoluted way of determining, you know, yeah. who gets what in order for you to get their main product. So the, the creation of of a of, of a standard of money um, it isn't the result of government. The government's not like, oh, gold is worth something. It, it, right. It's, it's out just, of necessity. I think we just hit a point where there's too many products. To be that, like you said, like right. oh well, all I've got is a hundred eggs. Well, who who wants a hundred eggs? Yeah. Now I've got to I've got to go through this whole big long trading scheme mm-hmm. just to get the cow I needed. So yeah. they were smart and said, hey, let's just have this one currency. Right. So you have you have gold, which is uh, limited in resource, which makes it valuable, and and it always keeps going up. <laughs> yeah, and and it's 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 not just because it's limited because that's the whole communistic labor theory of value where oh i've put a million hours into this so it's worth whatever price that i put on into it because i put a bunch of hours into it yeah. well you know i could hammer nails into a board for a million hours <laughs> it doesn't make it any more valuable well, it could be art though <laughs> it could be if someone's willing to pay for it but that's a different yeah, that's, that's a, a different, different way of and so uh that then gold is valuable because it's uh, able to be um broken down easily uh so you can divide it up easily enough um it's uh shiny so it has qualities for uh things like jewelry or um computers uh, used to have it a a bunch uh it's a good conductor of electricity so you know you have a a lot of good value from it and um it's kind of been a staple of uh civilizations for i mean gosh Ages. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be hard to go back and find a time period where someone didn't view gold as valuable. So, gold has a lot of good qualities to it. And so then, when um, you have 
the U- U.S. government saying, okay, you have to turn in your, your gold, we'll give you dollar value for it. And then Nixon afterwards takes us completely off the gold standard so that the, the very fact that the dollar is worth what it is because we're able to uh, get, we're able to convince people that it's worth something. That's That's been writing the, the coattails of the gold standard for well, since what, 1970? Uh, so uh, the dollar has not, you know, been wiped off the face of the planet for 50 years because there's this long line of, well, it was backed up by gold. And so it's just, it's kind of like that uh, the piece of paper that rides on, on a heat trail. It's just barely putting along. And we know this too, because, you know, you, you look at, we, we hear inflation and that the dollar isn't worth as much as what it was. And so, you know, you type it in like, oh, well, you know, back in 1906, it, the, this plot of land was worth $10,000 and you plug it in and it's like, it's like 10 you know, million yeah, now. some, some outrageous cost. Or you realize that um, Rockefeller was the first billionaire, but he was actually, you know, worth, you know, a couple million, but yeah. by, by that standard. Or when uh, was it when Carnegie became the first, like the wealthiest man ever? I think, I think no one else has amassed since him has amassed as much of a fortune as he has at one point. But it, you put it in, it was. I think it got up into the trillion. There was at least hundreds of billions. Yeah, way more than anybody right now. Yeah, but it, it was pretty darn close to trillions. And and so when when you realize that um, the the human nature has been able to increase um, the the value uh, in in people's lives, like there's no. There's always this theory of like, okay, you bake a pie and then you can only cut it up so much. And so the 99% have 99 of it and the rest of us are fighting over this 1% of the pie. You don't realize that it's like, you know, okay, but somebody else has uh, added something of worth and so has added not just a single pie, but, you know, a, a method of creating pies for yourself. And it's not this division of pies, but creating pies on top of it. That's what the the idea of the capitalistic system has has done where it's the opposite way if you you know take a socialistic approach and and then you're saying okay well capitalism has created you know 10 million dollars worth of stuff so it's our central planning that divide divides it up and so that's why uh you know uh back in the day you had norm chomsky or sean penn uh you know uh, being all positive for for Venezuela because they were able to do so much for the people. Well, eventually, as Margaret Thatcher said, you run out of other people's money and then you have a big downturn where then you have to determine whether or not you're able to survive based on eating rabbits. Yeah. So uh, that's what's kind of currently happening is we're seeing volatility in the market because the market is being propped up by cheap money because the Federal Reserve prints what it wants and then sets an interest rate that doesn't actually reflect what what banks should or could or would want to um, to, to set it and so that signals to people um, that that uh, they have the ability to borrow money at a at a at an incorrect pl- price um, so sometimes we see um, like Apple uh, would take on debt but they would be cash positive it's like well what's the point of that well it costs them, less money to borrow the money and pay it off in 
10 or 8 years or whatever than it would be to spend money that they're gaining an interest on. Yeah. And so that's that's a crazy system to, to, to think about, but um, they're just doing good business practices with what the system has been put in place. And so we, 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 we see the, the 08 crisis has been a manipulation because of the Federal Reserve and um, the, the federal government um, in, um, encouraging um, essentially bad loans to people who couldn't afford it. And that that program is just a smaller version of what the Federal Reserve does. And so uh, back in 08 and 12, when Ron Paul ran uh, somehow miraculously on end the Fed, that's that's the point of why you might hear libertarians say taxation is theft and end the Fed, because the Federal Reserve has been imbued by Congress into granting these rights where uh, they're doing stuff that uh, that manipulates the market, but it manipulates it. Not by the free hand of, of the the invisible hand, as Adam Smith calls it, but um, by this this kind of whim based on what they think they can control to try and soften the boom and bust. And you would still have that um, system in place if you had free a, a true free market, but they would be quick and they would be short. Uh, but the whole you know Great Depression was um, somehow uh, almost immediately after the Federal Reserve's created, we have. Um, the 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 uh, Great Depression occur because of the 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 value or the uh, the inclusion of cheap money in the twenties. You know what I think is funny too is how uh, people take their money that is no longer on the gold standard and invest it into gold as a like as as a, a good way to keep their money always growing for them. Mm-hmm. A good investment is kind of funny. It's like they take their. It's almost like a lot of people who invest in gold are taking their money out. And putting it back on the gold standard, and just sitting on it for for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know where we were going with that, other than to say uh, it's good that the government has shut down because maybe th- there's one or two people that get convinced that we don't need uh, this trickle down power, as I like to call it. So o- other people tr- try and poo poo uh, kind of uh, Republican talking points and saying, "Oh, it's trickle down economics." Uh, that that never works. Well, it seems like power done from a centralized location that's high up on the on the food chain, where you know one senator has to listen to, depending on how you count it, three hundred million people, or um, or just um, you know three million people, depending on the location. Um, trickle down power uh, is is harder for the average person and for all the talking points that the left has about trying to empower the the average person. Uh, That's the hardest thing to do is how does a senator listen to 300 million people or 30 million people? You you can't, you know, you're talking to staff and the staff is just writing down stuff of people calling and saying they're for or against this. And the Senator may or may not listen to them. Um, But, you know, if you go to your townships, you know, um, uh, board of trustees, uh, uh, city commission what have you uh then you have an area where it's you know depending on the size of your your place you know 2000 to you know uh, whatever the size of a city is then you have a greater voice in that so better representation yeah it's i mean that's just percentages right there that's why we should start uh, you know another civil war i guess because unfair (laughs) representation and taxation 
Yeah. Because I'm not getting fair representation at the federal level. Well, and, you know, it's 30, 34% of your, your money is taken away from you for uh, programs that uh, that you didn't agree to. And then I'm not allowed to use either at that point. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, oh, well, you, you've made too much money to be on food stamps. But it's like, well, my tax dollars go towards that. Why can't I use it? Or, or just any program that has started. Uh, it, it, when's the last time that you heard of a program that was started but then got shut down? You you never hear that. Once yeah. a program started, it's impossible. It just keeps going. Impossible. Social Security is a perfect one. That wasn't meant to be long term, but yet we're 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 at the point too where no one wants to get rid of it because the previous generation has paid into it. Yeah. And they want their money they paid into it, which is understandable to want the money you paid into sure. it. Sure. Because like, but it's there's no guarantee to it. The, yeah. It's, that money that 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 was that that's cu- coming out of your paycheck has already been spent. Yeah. Like there's no there's no bank that you can go to that says, "Oh, let me let me look at what my account says." You know. Yeah, you, it's not like, "Hey, Matt's put in, you know, $8,000 in the social security in his working there, life." But there's and, a record of it, but there's no there's no depository there's no, yeah, that you can go to. There's no guarantee I can get that. Yeah. yeah Cuz that's so, what everyone's saying is like people our age aren't going to be able to by the time we retire, like social security might not even be a thing by then. Right. So so I mean, if it has to, if Social Security has to end at a certain point, I'm all right with it ending on mine. I hate that I paid into it for so long, but right. it can go away. Yeah, as as long as they stop taking it after it fails. Yeah, like yeah, it should fail in the next couple of years, mm-hmm. and then I get to keep that all that money. Let's see. I mean, that that whole thing uh, is essentially a Ponzi scheme because oh, yeah. you you it was started by saying, oh, these these poor poor old people they didn't know that you were supposed to save they didn't know that they were supposed to live and survive and um you really had kind of more of a breakup of 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 community and family coming out of kind of the the world war ii era where uh you know more and more people uh, got pushed to own homes and um you had uh women going out into the to to the work area not saying that's a bad thing but the the fact that the family unit kind of changed around that time. Like you didn't have uh, so much uh, your your parents living with you. Uh, you know, you had um, uh, each. You didn't have to own land in order to vote. You didn't have to, you know, speak as a central authority figure for your family to go and cast for your vote. Um, it 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 had a, a, a dynamic change to it, and we think, oh, you know. The, the nuclear family is considered kind of the the pinnacle of it, but the nuclear family is is essentially that a part of the nuclear age after you know the late forties. Um, so you you just you just have a change in 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 everything f- uh, from that, and so okay, yep, it's nice for those old people, but when you continue the process down and down, you need more of the people at the base to prop up the people at the top, and like the baby boom generation, again, a boom of, of people, you need then that base of people to have more kids in order to pay on top of them. Plus, there's no there's no conversation in, in any of this about should we um, increase the age when you can pull from it because uh, people are living longer now. And it's not through any, you know, great big advancement or, or anything like that. It's just we, we've we've gotten better at nutrition we've gotten better at um uh use of medicine and stuff like that so those are 
kind of the bigger pushes, um, but you still have kind of the same median age that most people have. It's just whether or not, uh, you know, you can stave off tragic circumstances where before you couldn't. And also um, childbirth has pushed those numbers up too on average. So without a generation uh, like ours that can expand at the base because we're told, you know, we're all killing the environment and <laughs> we're, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're needing to curb our lifestyles and not have 2.5 kids that, uh, that it's selfish of us to, to have children, uh, to, you know, uh, get, get rid of children as well. Um, you, you don't have a base there to prop up, to pay into, um, the, the, the system. And so like all Ponzi schemes at some point it has to fail because you, you don't, um, have as many people included into it. Oh, yeah. The only thing they can do is steal more of your money, which they uh, probably is, will. I mean, it's possible, yeah. But at some point, you're you're going to get to the breaking point. You're going to get the the laugher curve comes into effect. Mm, the beautiful laugher curve. <laughs> the lower you make taxes, the more you actually get in tax revenue. Yeah. I'm even against taxes, but I would, you know, I know the. No taxes ever is is a, is a long way away. Yeah. If we can ever get there, but I, I, I mean, if people just listen to studies and what actually works, the fact that you know people like Bernie Sanders and people and, and other and a lot of people honestly think just oh, the rich should have to pay a higher wage or a higher tax amount. No, the Laffer curve is a proven thing that because they have the money to to skirt around those mm-hmm. and and find the loopholes or hide their money. So uh, I've said it a million times. If you just make the even the richest people, but make it for everybody, make the richest people pay, you know, 20 percent, 18 percent, something low. And they're going to pay all of their taxes instead of skirting around it or finding so many loopholes because they're going to be like, oh, I was paying 40 percent before. But all of a sudden it's dropped down in half to 20. All right, cool. I can swing that. Mm -hmm. I'll pay my my worth. I think in 2012, uh, Ron Paul was talking before CPAC for the conservative uh, meetup, and he got a huge, huge round of applause when he said, uh, you know, if you agree to uh, having 10% of your uh, money taken, uh, and but you don't pull anything from it, uh, would, would you support that? And he got a huge round of supl- applause. And I, I'm I'm always about moving the football. Yes, I want to be radical in the sense that I want you know true freedom to be able to do what I want as long as I'm not hurting or defrauding anybody from it, as as you do with any interaction yeah. uh, that you have on a on a daily life until you come into conflict with that. Um, but you know if if it takes if it takes that step down the stairs to 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 get to that if we're going in a downward trend to get to the bottom uh you know hey i'm i'm all for having you know 10 percent of it stolen and then we can look at it again and go hey remember when we said 10 percent was needed well now that we got rid of all the stuff that doesn't work or hasn't worked or you 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 find that um that uh that the the super rich politicians that were in there for uh you know 40 45 years in office um that uh that the the incentivization isn't there anymore to to hold that power hey maybe that 10 percent can go away and then we can look at states and counties and you know get down to a more local area and then different types of uh 
uh, government systems or living systems can spring up because of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so right now we're we're in good shape. Federal government's down, uh, but sadly it's it's not out. And I have a feeling uh, it, it would be great though, is if the whole Trump derangement syndrome caused just the government to shut down for the next two nice. years. Unfortunately, <laughs> just, though, just no one. Yeah, I mean, how, how does how does so many people in power go? All right, uh, at some point uh, we're going to become a relative. Uh, and and we need to we need to uh, instill fear in people again, or else they'll they'll think that we're not needed. Yeah, the government, you know, it will go. We'll maybe go the rest like another month tops, but you know they're gonna crap out more money somewhere and be like, hey, guess what? We can already we can turn the government back on because we found more money. Oh, where'd you find it? Oh, the Fed. We have found more money, aka allowed the debt limit to be raised. Yeah, the I mean, debt limit goes up to like skyrockets another trillion. Yeah. So this is the whole thing. Like that, that I always joke around that uh, taking the old adage uh, saying from from the uh, the oh, occupied uh, occupied Wall Street uh, group that was uh, suddenly wiped off the face of the planet, and, uh, like the uh, anti-war left. Um, we uh, I, I always joke and say, uh, you know, this is what democracy looks like, and sadly, this is what democracy looks like. It gets you. A system where uh, the entire nation has taken on twenty-one trillion dollars in debt, and you're, you know, you and me uh, each contribute uh, to twenty-two thousand dollars of that. If we paid twenty-two thousand dollars, that's that's for for every person in America. That's what we would um, need in order to to owe it out. And the debt clock keeps going up. <laughs> yeah, because it's well, like almost at twenty-two trillion yeah almost we'll get there soon uh, john stossel did did a really good one when he had at his show where he cut off all the zeros and said you know this is a household income and it's taking in you know like fifty six thousand dollars it's spending eighty four thousand and um here's here's what it's having to borrow with an interest rate do you think that this is a healthy home and people on the street would say no this this is ridiculous you go yep okay but you had 16 more zeros on this and this is what the the entire nation has done and you know that that, that's what that's what government issued bonds gets you i mean just the the very fact that on the first year of them issuing bonds that they have to then find more money the very next year in order to pay for those bonds uh makes this country not as as rich and and they have to find it elsewhere and on top of that we're paying for you know, wars overseas. We're paying for other countries to be safe. Um, we're toppling nations, and luckily, we're we're finally getting out of Syria and uh, hopefully Afghanistan. Which, uh, you know, uh, it's, someone tell me anymore. Uh, you know, if if we took a vote, how about this is what democracy looks like? Let's take a vote and say for everyone who still wants to be in Syria, let's have a, a nationwide vote. Do you think we'd still be in Syria? And then everyone who raised their hands has to then go to Syria. <laughs> yes, because you want yeah. you want a war over there yeah. so bad. Buckle up and go over and and point to the map. We're going to take you in a dark room. A yeah. map is going to be lit. You point to where you think Syria is, and if you're if you're on the same continent, I'll I'll give it to you. I mean, yeah, half, I feel half like the people a, are going to be pointing to North America. I mean, yeah, I feel like half the people would point like they, they just don't know where it's at. Yeah, it's, people are bad at geography. Well, geography, or just knowing exactly what's going on. Like, we were, we were talking about this, just how much, so, like, the, the 
for for I mean I I don't want to get into it because I'm sure I'm going to miss something, but the very fact that you can trace Syria back from Obama to George W. Bush to Clinton to uh, Bush Senior to the, really I mean it was the fall of the Soviet Union mm-hmm. where we had no enemy and we needed to create one. I mean what two years after the fall of the wall in Berlin, uh, we attack Saddam for for um, for nothing. He was like, yeah. "Hey, I want to invade Kuwait. Can I can I do it?" And they're like, uh, "Yeah." Uh, Bush Bush Senior says that uh, you know we do, we have we have no qualms over uh, what happens in in Kuwait or the Middle East. And then all of a sudden, Desert Shield comes into effect, and then Desert Storm after that. So yeah. then you have an invading army, and then you just leave. So the whole the whole premise of of you know taking them out. Uh, is just done away with. It was an odd war. Yeah. And then you have Clinton uh, bombing just the Middle East. I, I, I don't think there was there was ever time in his uh, administration where he wasn't launching Patriot missiles into well, at yeah, like $21 million a pop, too. I mean... I, I mean, the you, bombing you, doesn't is, is still going today through, all, through Clinton, Bush, yeah. Obama, and now Trump. Yeah. Like, it's... Uh, Bombing hasn't stopped since the nineties. Yeah, I mean, you you had um, you had the attacking of uh, was it the coal or the the, the one of the ships that uh, yeah. Bin Laden did? Yeah, I forget uh, which ship it is. I mean, that that was you know part of the the run, and and Al Qaeda was created by the United States. It was given when, money as as a way. So we wanted to pull the Soviet Union into. Um, war with Afghanistan. Yeah. Uh, and back when they were the Mujahideen. Yeah. And that and we were given guns and training and everything. Well, I mean, we, for. we, we, we propped up bin Laden and we trained him and, uh, uh we, I'm talking the Royal, we as an yeah, American, American forces did. Um, then fast forward to, uh, nine 11. I mean, nine 11. If you just listen to, to the reasons, not, not, they hated us for our freedom, and there are a bunch of radical Muslims who have come in, and they're like, "America is the devil." Like, okay, yep, there there are people that get radicalized and take that position, but what was the point of of uh, Bin Laden's attack? If you listen to his interviews, it was because we had uh, military bases in Saudi Arabia that you know we they wanted us out of the Middle East because we were causing so many. Uh, 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 places to get bombed, or and uh, they couldn't just live live their lives on their own. Uh, not saying that what he did or didn't do uh, was our fault, but the the, the very fact that or, or that sh- I agree that it should have been done, but the very fact that you have a stated reason being an overreaching uh, from a foreign power, it would be the same thing as if China put you know, bases in Mexico and had war games on, on, you know, the El Paso line. Yeah. Wouldn't we be a little, little hesitant to, if, if, yeah, like, you know, China was doing that China. Too? We want you out of Mexico. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, there's, there's a reason that we, we almost started a nuclear exchange for, um, for the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah. And that was just 90 miles, you know, south so of dang Florida. Soviets were in Cuba. I mean, you know, th- th- there's there's a reason. So then, you have Bush, and then you have Bush take out Saddam, who had nothing to do with the 9/11 attacks, but had you know, he's bol- a pretty bad dude, but 
what yeah, he was I mean, really doing no, no one's saying that know. these these dictators. I mean, you know, the, the, there's a reason they, they call them dictators, and we've never really liked them. Although it seems that we're okay with some of them now, um, but you know, he was our ally during the uh, the. Um, during the the nineties uh, under Bush, I mean, there's that infamous video of um, uh, Donald Rumsfeld and him shaking hands and um, being given pretty much chemical weapons that he used to attack the Kurds that everyone was, was so up in arms about. So then you had um, uh, Iraq toppled over, which uh, they were enemies with Iran. Then you had um, you had uh, Iran get bolstered. And you had um, Syria and Libya, which then, that was Obama's thing. Obama goes in and takes out Gaddafi, destabilizes that region, yeah. and then um, trains the the rebels that go into Syria, uh, which ended up being former Al-Qaeda members that then created ISIS. Mm-hmm. And so they um, take the uh, the weapons that they're given by the CIA to try and take over um, uh, uh, Syria from from a rebellion. Uh, the, the, and there's no there's no good guy in this one. It's like oh well either either we like back the lesser of the <laughs> evils. Uh, yeah, I mean, but one of them is Al Qaeda, yeah. and the other ones uh, they're both pretty know, bad. Yeah, a, another bad dictator who at least though um, protects the the Coptic Christians, and you're you're pretty safe to be a, a, a a, a non-Muslim person in those areas, um, you know, you, you didn't have beheadings of Christians up until um, you had ISIS form, and yep. Obama was the one under the operation of the CIA that was like, oh well, we can control them. And guess what? We didn't do. We didn't control them. Yep. They went back over to northern Iraq and pretty much take over the country again, which yep. n- you had the needed surge to come into. And then you know you have Trump with bombing the Syria for something that uh, we're pretty sure ha- hasn't happened. And there's there's no talk about that anymore. Uh, so getting out of there is is a no-brainer, except for the very fact that people hate Trump and, you know, you play identity politics. But where's, you know, wh- I remember. I remember I, I remember not being a libertarian. I remember being a Bush supporter for his eight years. And I remember watching 20, 30, 60,000 people marching in the streets for uh, being anti-war to get out of Iraq and Afghanistan and everywhere else. Silence. Silence for eight years for Obama. And n- now you have uh, when Trump bombed Syria, that was the uh, just the, the crazy like awe of reporters who were like, oh, this is the most presidential thing he did. And those those rockets were were beautiful. What what are you talking about? You you're talking about he's literally Hitler, but you want him to maintain wars. I, I don't understand that. You want him to have a standing army. No, you you should want those people to come back home and all those fun little, you know, oh uh, you know let's t- all turn around for the 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 Star Spangled Banner and there's there's the kid's dad and he gets run up to yeah, him and we all those cry. Those are heartwarming. We don't want 6,000 people coming home and doing that. Like, we should want that. We should want out of Afghanistan, too. I mean, even Afghanistan, too. Like, we had the ability to go in and and grab uh, bin Laden. But, no, like, Bush didn't want that to happen. He wanted, you know, to to stoke the war fire so that, you know, you can uh, uh, get the military-industrial complex to come in and, and 
sell you a, a bunch of Under Armour shirts that you don't need and that don't work in uh, arid climates like, you know, Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. So that's what the state is. That's what top-down power gets you, and that's what is great under the shutdown. Unfortunately, when the government shuts down, it doesn't actually shut down, and you have non-essential personnel return home, and sadly no one uh, ever thinks about the very fact that when um, uh, they come back into work that, well, if they were non-essential back then when it was shut down, why are they essential now? Yeah, like we were were fine when they were shut down. So it's kind of funny. I was looking at this national debt calculator or clock that's I got up on my screen right now, and the national debt's like what twenty one point eight trillion. And then you look at this another number, and they try to put it in green to make it think like, hey, we're making money. <laughs> our GDP is twenty point eight. So that right there, like, our GDP is twenty point eight, but our our debt is a trillion over that. Yeah. Well, in GDP too, uh, I I may be wrong on this, but. I don't think it takes into uh, account like um, food or power, yeah, which are two of the biggest things you probably spend your money on. Yeah, is <laughs> like uh, gas for your car, electricity for your home, and all the food that you might eat. So it's just so crazy that our GDP is like our GDP has got to be like the highest of any country. Oh yeah, in the world. Oh, it's it's but leaps yet, and bounds. I mean, if we just stop spending so much money. We could we could we could turn that number and start making it go in a neg- in a negative way. Yeah. Well, and people are thinking like, oh, you know, how how are we ever going to pay this this off? And we're not. We just have to default. We have to return back, and it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt bad. And you'll see you'll see things like two thousand eight, but worse. And you yeah. might have uh you know a, a great depression again, but it's it's way better to have the truth in your economy than than what this currently is because it's going to hurt bad but then once once you're out of it and you recover i mean you still have a country you still have a people you still have um uh, people that want to work and are developing new technologies so if this might be the best time to do it just in the sense that you know we're all not struggling to feed our families like uh you know the the dirt farmers in the 30s did uh, you know, we have some capital underneath us. We have the ability to, you know, find different sources of food and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's it's just sad that it would have to come to some big cataclysmic thing, which, you know, you might not have the, the dollar anymore. You might have gold return and you might have Bitcoin and all these other different types of competing currencies that might do better. We just we just don't know. And it's it's unable to be tried because of a centralized power system uh, that doesn't allow us to at least experiment. Yeah. You know what? Under our largest budget items, number one, Medicaid and Medicare. Medicaid, Medicare, Social 1.1 trillion. Social yeah. Security, just below 1 trillion. Yeah. And then the military is... Then the defense third. and war is 676 yeah. million. <laughs> Which, if you take the next, like, nine nations that's that we're have like the highest spending, you high, yeah. add them all together, and we're still spending way more than them. Like, this was the the idea under the whole neocon and conservative movement during the Soviet Union. This was, like, uh, the Bill Buckley's, like, we, we need to, to stop this uh, big monstrosity government from taking us over. And in order to do that, we have to create a big monstrosity system of government to, to 
you know, combat it. Yeah. And then once it's done, then we can dismantle it. But again, you give a, a, a group of people that much power and that much money. Good luck. Good luck trying to tell Boeing and Lockheed Martin that uh, that you're not going to purchase aircrafts from from them to <laughs> give to you know uh, Saudi Arabia to to um, to starve a million children uh, from food and water in Syria. Um, yeah, g- good good luck. You know, um, telling these defense contractors that you're never going to use uh, their services for you know a, a three years, let's say. There'd be there'd be no way. It's the same thing with all the construction people that rely on government contracts to come in for um, for roads. Most of these contractors would come belly up if they didn't Ooh. get their you know a, a bid in that, that got them the the paycheck. Um, uh, they might have a smaller profit, but they'll get it if the roads are ever privatized. But um, you know the military contractors could sell. Um, uh, you know, small arms and, and other stuff to, to Americans to, you know, protect protect their homes or nation states or whatever comes up because of it. But, uh, um, you know, it's not like it's a, it, it's one of those things where it's like, well, uh, we're too used to drinking from this water hole and hopefully it'll never run out. And that's just a stupid way of looking at it. What It's yeah. like, why not look why at not other ones? Go look for more water. Yeah. So, um, well, I think that's it for this episode. Uh, I think we were just wanted to complain about uh, the, go- the government shutdown in the sense that it's not a true one. Um, yeah, we went and, for a uh, while on that one. And uh, next uh, episode, we'll uh, cover some kind of local news stories that uh, that might be uh, interesting. An- another potpourri episode, if you will. <laughs> All right, everyone. As always, live radically and live free. And shut it down. Shut it all down. <laughs>